This is the Rustler Cattle Company podcast. From the Rustler Radio Studios on the campus of Central Wyoming College, here's your host, meat science professor Amanda Winchester. Welcome, I'm Amanda Winchester, the meat science professor at Central Wyoming College. Today's guest on the Rustler Cattle Company podcast is Jane Peterson. She is co-owner of Cowboy State Custom Meats in Casper, Wyoming. We will talk about the struggles, highlights, and success of opening their own operation. The Rustler Cattle Company podcast is a presentation of the Meat Science Department at Central Wyoming College and the meat science industry. Each month, we will talk about the different people that are key players in the industry in making it thrive. I'll be back with Jane Peterson. Here in Central Wyoming, our rustlers don't just envision groundbreaking work, they're part of it. Our rustlers are storytellers of the stage. And at CWC, our rustlers aren't just part of the school, they're part of the community. Not only in Riverton, the Jackson, Lander, and the Wind River Reservation. If you're ready to be a rustler, check out more at cwc.edu and make your way out here at Central Wyoming College. Today, we welcome Jane Peterson from Cowboy State Custom Meats to the Rustler Cattle Company podcast. Welcome, Jane. Hi, Amanda. Tell me a little bit about yourself and where you grew up and where you're from and everything like that. Okay. Um, So I'm originally from Laramie area, Laramie and Medicine Bow. Um, I actually did go to CWC for a couple years after I graduated high school and got my associate's degree. Um, From then, I moved on to Florida actually for six years where I had a chance to train horses for a while. Um, I ended up going back to school after that and got my bachelor's degree in business management and marketing. And then from there, I went on and got my master's degree in business management all from a Florida school down there. Um, I moved back to Wyoming in 2010, and I've been here ever since. I've kind of done a variety of things uh, through my life, Um, everything from managing bars and restaurants to uh, managing a loan office, and now we own the meat shop. (laughs) Cool. Well, tell me a little bit about the Cowboy State Custom Meats that you guys um, now own. Okay, so uh, we purchased it, the building, uh, back in December of 2020, right at the end of all the beginning of the COVID fiasco, I should say. And that's kind of actually what pushed us to do it that year because there was a lot of incentives through the state and the feds to to get rolling. So it it was an old meat shop, been there for 30-some years in Casper. And it was originally a wild game and a custom shop. So we purchased it with no plans of doing wild game at all. We are a small business, but like I said, a custom facility. And we really primarily focus with the 4-H kids. Um, That's one of the main reasons we opened. Uh, There's three of us that own it. There is myself, uh, my husband, Byron Peterson, and then Brad Burwell. Uh, The three of us are partners on it. And we have about four employees right now, so it is small. Jane, tell me a little bit about the difference between custom, state inspection, or USDA, and why you chose custom exempt. Okay, so uh, the three levels of inspection. Uh, State inspection is usually the easiest one to get into. You don't have to have an inspector on site. 
Uh, we also can offer like a mobile slaughter, which is what we do. So we actually go out to the ranches and the farms and we slaughter on site. So it, it's very convenient. It also is a lot less stress on the animals. The state inspection is where you have a state inspector uh, that's at your facility for slaughter. And then there's the federal, which is USDA. Um, you have to have a federal inspector at the facility, usually for 40 hours a, a week. <clears throat> and depending on what you want to do with the meat, um, we right now we just really slaughter for people, individuals. Um, we don't have any restaurants that bring us anything, um, anything like that, but we do have our retail license. So we are able to have our meat animals slaughtered at a USDA facility, and then we go and pick up those carcasses and bring them back to our, our shop in Casper, and then we can process them for restaurants, for a retail counter, um, for anybody that wants to come and purchase meat over the counter. You don't have to have purchased any kind of shares or anything beforehand, and technically it is USDA meat because of that. So that's our little way around it. Um, it's, it's great for custom shops because that is a door um, for us to be able to sell to the public. What made you want to do the retail side? Uh, well, we want to be able to supply Wyoming meat um, to the public because, I mean, as almost everybody knows now, like going to the grocery stores is a hit and miss if you can find what you want. And if you do find what you want, you're paying an outrageous amount for it. And it's not that great. I mean, I've had some stuff in the store just because I had to buy it. And the burger is... Uh, it's just not good quality. So we really wanted to be able to supply something of the good quality at a good price and support our local ranchers. Uh, that's, that's huge for us. So they've supported us through many facets of our lives and we've always raised our own, but the level that you need to have to be able to supply the public is a lot bigger than what we can personally do ourselves. So reaching out to these local ranchers, I mean, two of our suppliers right now, um, one is actually out of here, out of Riverton, Mr. Darren Fegler and Fegler Farms. Uh, they supply some of our beef. And then we have another family out of Lusk that supply beef for us as well. And that's the Kaylee and Trevor Barner. And I mean, these families are great to work with. I mean, they're, they're just like us. You know, they're starting out. They're trying to make things work, going through inflation and having to deal with everything else in the economy and having a place to go with their beef that isn't a sale barn is huge. They don't have to worry about, oh, the price dropped this week and I can't sell anything because I'm going to I'm going to lose a whole bunch of money. We have a contract with them and we just we pay X amount and they know that if they raise the beef and it looks good and it's high quality that we're still buying it from them. So, making sure that the public is fed good Wyoming meat is so important to us. Yeah, I can and um speak for the Fagler Farms because we purchased um, some beef from you last year from the Faglers and, and that's a great producer that you're supporting there. So. Definitely. You did talk about this a little bit, but what do you do for the community? Like you talked about being in it for 4-H and FFA kids, but talk about, I guess, a little more for the community. You did elaborate a little bit about providing local foods and things, but maybe talk about some of the things that you guys support within the community also. We have an open door policy. We haven't had a lot of people take advantage of that. Like I said, we are a small shop, but in that sense, we're so we're so close knit. Um, we're a family business. And so I always tell anybody that we do business with, you know, you can come in anytime. We have windows right into our cutting room, right into our wrapping room. You can stand there and watch us cut your beef if you want. You can watch us wrap your beef. Um, 
you can come in at any time really and and get a tour. Uh, we really want to make sure that the kids are exposed to all of this. So I've reached out to a couple of the schools just to make sure that they know that we have an open door if they want to schedule a little outing with their their students that day and bring them by and just see it because I think it's a dying breed and it's a dying trade. So the more that we can get in the door just to see that it's really not that bad and this is where your meat, this is where your food comes from for those kids, that's huge for us. Yeah, I think education is really key. And I like the fact that you have the open door policy. So many kids do feel like they, you know, just get their meat from the grocery store. They don't understand the whole farm to fork thing. And I think it's really key that we need to educate. And I appreciate that you do that within your industry. So some places tend to want to just focus on their production. But I really feel like educating the community is a huge thing. So I appreciate that you guys do that. So Yeah, of course. We are going to take a short break and be back with Jane Peterson of Cowboy State Custom Meats right after this. Central Wyoming College is here to help you advance in your career, earn better wages, and earn a degree or a certificate. With all the hard work you've already put into your career, CWC may be able to offer you college credit for relevant work experience. You can earn a degree or a certificate in less time and save money. Call 307-855-2115 or go to cwc.edu to see a full list of degree programs. Your experience matters, so make your way at Central Wyoming College. You're listening to the Rustler Cattle Company podcast. I am Amanda Winchester and I am the meat science professor at CWC. We are offering a meat science certificate or an associates of science. We're the only community college in the state that offers this full program. You will learn in a semester if you choose to do the certificate, you will learn everything you will need to know to be able to go out into the workforce and be able to be a trained employee to get hired on. If you decide to go into an associates degree, that means that you can go on to a university and either get a meat science or a animal science degree. We do in internships with other processing plants within the city and maybe around the state. More hands-on, more direct learning. We have special scholarships just for ag and meat science. So that means I have money to be able to help students um, be able to get into their degree. Go to the college's webpage and find meat science and pull up all the information. It goes over the certificate, the degrees. They can also give me a call at 307 855-2258. Now, back to the Rustler Cattle Company podcast. Here's Professor Amanda Winchester. Welcome back to the Rustler Cattle Company podcast. I am CWC Meat Science Professor Amanda Winchester, and we will continue our visit with Jane Peterson. She is co-owner of the Cowboy State Custom Meats in Casper, Wyoming. Would you talk a little bit about the struggles that you guys have had through trying to get your business open and maybe some of the struggles like, you know, even employees or, you know, <laughs> labor issues or anything that you guys have kind of struggled with that, you know, most of the industry struggles with anyway, but talk about some of that. Oh, gosh. Well, <laughs> where do I start? Right. <laughs> um, there are so many things. I mean, starting a business alone is a struggle, um, especially a small business especially at the end of 2020. Um, there, like I said, there was incentives to get started. So that did save us quite a bit. Um, it really helped us start. So I'm really grateful for our governor getting that, those programs going and 
having all that in place for us because that really did push people to open these butcher shops and it really helped us. With that though, we also ran into, our shop is really old. Like I said, that building's been there for a really long time. So we we didn't get grandfathered in with anything. We had to upgrade a whole bunch of equipment. We had to upgrade the facility. We had to clean a lot. Um, which is all standard stuff, I would say. It, wouldn't, you know, it wasn't really a struggle per se, it wasn't a hardship, but it was still something that had to be done. Mm-hmm. And the state, when we first started, was great. Um, you know, they were they open door with us, you know, call us anytime you need help, answered all the questions. And it's been a struggle with that too, just being custom shop, because if I explain it correctly, the USDA has a set of rules and they're black and white. There's no gray area. Being a custom shop, we have a general set of rules to follow. They're not as specific. It leaves a lot of room for interpretation and it can get really confusing at times. Um, so when you're trying to open, I've never been in this industry. Per, you know, Professionally, I've had animals slaughtered before. I've done all that, but I've never been on this end of it. And so when I go and I read something, I need an answer for myself, but you couldn't always find one in the paperwork. The state's policy is to be equal to or greater than the FSIS, which is the USDA FSIS. They have an area that they can be in. They don't have to be exactly what the USDA says. So it's helpful, but it's also not. They can have stricter rules. So in some areas they do. That doesn't always make it easier for these custom shops, especially us. It's been a challenge. What about labor issues? Do you guys struggle with that? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, We're in Casper. So we have a little bit more access because there's a little bit more people there. But we also have the challenge of the oil field. So those guys can go out, people can go out make way more money in the oil field than they can with us. But we try to offer incentives, you know, I mean, you're gonna be home every night, you're, you're gonna have that uh, totally different than the oil field in that sense, even though you don't, we can't offer the amount of money. The people that we have found that have stuck with us are great. Um, Right now we've got two younger gentlemen that work for us that have pretty much worked for us since the very beginning. Um, They're in their 20s. They're learning a lot too. Both of them had been hunters their whole lives, so they've skinned and gutted and done all that stuff, but they've never wrapped meat professionally. So or processed it or anything like that. So learning all that stuff of it, um, they've done really good with that. So those guys have been a blessing for us. Um, we have had a couple people in there just being meat packers. So that's handy. You know, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty tedious job too. You're doing the same thing all day. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to find good help, period. I mean, in any, any industry, um, ours is especially challenging because you're on your feet all day. Um, you do have to pay attention to what you're doing. I mean, we make sure that every person that brings us an animal, they get their meat back. We don't do any batch processing. Everything has a tag number when it comes in the door. Everything has a tag number when it goes out the door. And we make sure that everything is very strict. So you have to, our employees have to pay attention. You're wrapping steaks for Joe Blow, not for Jane Doe. You have to keep everything separate. And so it's it's been hard, but it's so rewarding. I try to tell people, you know, you're you're helping feed everybody. These families are relying on you to get them what they need to survive, 
especially if they're just a first-time farmer, which I think we found more of that in last year, is all these people were so scared about the grocery stores running out that they started buying their own cows and trying to raise their own sheep and pigs and just so that they knew that they could feed their family. And when we're, you know, they've never done it before. They've never had somebody come to their house and slaughter an animal on site. You know, I mean, their kids are learning it. The the parents are learning it all at once. You know, they're coming to us and just saying, please help. Like, can you, can you help us with this? And so that's been, that's been really rewarding. Sorry, I got off track. <laughs> um, that's great. But yeah, the, but finding employees that care as much about the industry as, as we do, because I think that's really important in this industry. I don't want people in there. None of us do. Uh, Byron and Brad and myself, we don't want people in there that just don't care because that doesn't serve the purpose. Um, you know, you have to be passionate about it. I don't need you dedicated, you know, as much as we are. But when you show up, I want you there and to understand the big picture of this. You know, it's it's not just a job. It's it's people's livelihoods. Right. And and it's a safety issue if, if they show up and they're not paying attention or they really don't care. Oh, yeah. um, you know, people can get really injured in the industry. It's it's so important, the safety aspect, too. Oh, yes. Um, and when they care, it, it makes a big difference. What do you want to share about your business that we haven't already talked about <clears throat> or if there's anything? Um, well, we uh, we started it originally as a custom shop, which we've already talked about that. We really do want to go USDA. Um, We're stuck in a little bit of a a bind with where we're located. The building is old. We have public water, city water, but we don't have a public sewer system. We're on a private. So there's pretty big hang up there when it comes to waste, wastewater. Casper doesn't have a USDA slaughter facility at all. There's not one in Casper. There's not one in Shona County at all. It's one of the biggest cities in the state and we don't have a USDA slaughter facility. It makes no sense. So our goal is to get there, whether we have to buy another facility to expand or just build a whole nother facility. If we can get around it with ours, we will get there as well. But I don't know if that's going to happen there at that location. Um, it's a brick building. There's not a really a lot we can do with it. We're kind of landlocked. We got roads on two sides. We have houses on other sides. There's nowhere really for us to grow or expand um, in that specific spot. But our goal is to be a full USDA facility at some point. Um, we've been open for a year and a half now. Um, but that's, I mean, we've, we've done okay. And the the support from the communities has been immense. I mean, we get we're getting animals from near Brera County, Fremont County here. Um, we get stuff from up in Sheridan, Buffalo, Gillette. I mean, we kind of have people come in from all over. Um, not that there's not facilities up there or around there where they're at, but we offer a good product. And like I said, too, we, we try to build those relationships. And they know that we want to go USDA. And I think the more we can push that, the better, just so that we can offer these small-time producers a way to get their meat personally to the public. 
they don't have to go through us. That we can slaughter it, we can process it, we can give it back to them. Then they can sell it to whoever they need to sell it to for a USDA shop. I really think that it's great to build those relationships within you know the community and and across the state. I think it's important. Um, I also think that you know there's such a need to have you know I mean producers are obviously looking beyond their area because there's such a need. I think it's important that we get more processing plants, being able to provide more product for the producers to be able to keep it in state. Um, I think it's important. I think there's enough business for everybody. I think we just need to be able to support our own state and our own producers. So I agree completely. I think that you guys are doing a great job within your business. I think you're you're providing a lot of community aspects, um, outreach, reaching producers that need help, reaching producers that are first time. I really appreciate all that you guys do. You have a great um, program, and I wish you all the luck in the future with um, trying to get USDA and everything. But I appreciate you coming and talking with us today. Again, it's Jane Peterson from Cowboy State Custom Meats. Thank you, Jane. Thank you. This has been the Rustler Cattle Company podcast, hosted by Amanda Winchester, produced by John Gabrielson. This podcast is a production of Central Wyoming College Meat Science. Join us again next month for the Rustler Cattle Company podcast. Mm -hmm.